This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. If you haven't heard about Anchor, let me tell you, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Check this out. It is free. No, I'm serious. It's free, 100%. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor then distributes that podcast for you, and you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from that podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Hey everybody, welcome to episode three of Midweek Menches. My name is Will slash Crispy slash Christy slash whatever you want to call me. Uh, I am joined this week. We're one uh, Mench short this week. Cody Cavalry uh, has to has to play dad tonight, I believe, so he couldn't join us. But we've got Ant in Brooklyn, John in Miami, and of course Mayor Matt with me this evening so we're going to uh we're going to talk about today's show and a little bit of yesterday's show i think i don't remember they all kind of bleed together and one gigantic uh levitard show in my brain for the week but we're going to start off with john in miami john what is your number one topic for the week what do you want to discuss all right this might have some recency uh bias but i've always had questions about that sanitary uh, napkin that goes over the toilet seat. Okay. Um, right. Which way was back? Which was the front? Um, <laughs> before today, before today, I thought I had it. You know, I was about ninety percent sure that when you when you put that napkin on there or that that sanitary paper, that you would you would break you'd break the where where it's perforated, and then that flap would fall back. Okay. Today they they actually maybe two or three others were saying no no that that flap falls front and so I chose not to look it up and so we could discuss it today <laughs> right um, like I said I go ahead and perforate it when I'm successful because that's the other thing about this toilet thing is that fifty uh, percent of the time you rip it right in half or you can't get that perforation right right and and it, you chuck it in the toilet fifty um, percent of the time. It gets flushed uh, by that automatic sensor. And then the other 50% of the time, you might get it right. So that's 150% of the time. So um, no, no, uh, no shit hammock for you, in other words, right? Was that where, no. where, where you don't perforate and you just, yes, like you the, just, it is just, it's like, like Mike's, Mike's description of the high school football team at homecoming. It, 
I like I doubled over laughing at that description and Stu saying, I don't I don't think my I don't think my shit's powerful enough. <laughs> it was so good. That was probably the best line of the week. Yeah, absolutely. Unless, I completely agree. Unless you have like the, the gurgling, you know, and, and you know it's gonna be a mud butt situation. <laughs> um you're not you're not going to necessarily know if you have if you're gonna have the force behind it right to I, I understand it's paper, but yeah. Like, like, you know, you don't know if it's going to come out unless you have that gurgling, if it's going to come out soft or hard or, you know, with, with sufficient force to break that. I, I just say, take the extra time, cut the perforation and then have it flap to the bag. Are you, are you guys back flappers, front flappers? What What's going on here? Let's go around the horn. So first I just like throughout, forget whether the poop can perforate or not. When I poop, I always have to pee too. And so there's no chance I'm not peeing and it's going everywhere because <laughs> I get your stands. Like, so I'm just like not in on the whole poop panic idea. Right. Secondly, I do neither. I actually rip it in. I rip, I take the whole centerpiece out and I put down what ends up being two flaps covering each side. But I did have someone tell me recently, because we were having this discussion and I don't know why, but that it goes forward to cover so your junk does not hit the toilet. And if it does, it doesn't actually touch the bowl. That's what I've been told. But again, that's, you know, my friend could be completely wrong, but that's what I do. I really and have two pieces. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to play Roy on this one. I'm not going to get into it a whole lot, but I, I, okay. I do have I do have issues. One of the things that's really good is in my job, you know, again, the real job, uh, actually at the mayor's office, I have a, I've got a bathroom in my own office. I don't really keep office hours because it's a part-time job, but that's pretty Heck cool. Yeah. I think that's, I've always thought that'd be the sign of when you've really made it, that you've got your own bathroom in your office. Yeah, it is. Yeah, So that's is. pretty cool. Um, fortunately, at the radio station, I'm right next door to the theater that I manage. And so there's a whole plethora of bathrooms there that are, are pretty much, uh, they're sanitized. We've got a good cleaning crew. And then I also live less than a half mile from my house, from my uh, office. And so a lot of times I, it's the home thrown advantage. You just got to go home. You don't have to deal with any of the, the paper stuff. You, you know, the, the home thrown advantage there, there's nothing better than that. I Agreed. Hear that. Listen, I, hear that. I am like shipwreck. I don't know if you guys watched um, American pie. Was that the name of the movie? I am just like that guy. So I'm not going to do a number two unless I, I mean, unless there is some type of emergency. Um, otherwise I'm going to hold it and then wait till I get home. Let, let me, let me, let me give you my uh, take on this. I didn't get to go. I don't do the seat cover at all. Nobody is eating off of my butt cheeks. Why do I care? As long as I'm not sitting in somebody else's poop or pee, I'm just going to sit on the damn toilet and use the toilet like a goddamn man. And again, nobody, my, my butt cheeks don't need to be sanitary while I'm detailing cars at work. I take a shower, I clean, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, no pun intended. I, I like I, I just don't even bother with it. And most of the like most of the public toilets I use don't have those seat covers anyway. So I'm gonna piggyback on that, Crispy, and go the other way. When I was growing up, I had an aunt who I swear to God, her bathrooms were never clean. And even at her house, when I knew she had cleaned them, I would put down toilet paper before I was sitting in that damn seat. As like an eight, nine, ten year old, I was just like, and I don't know. Like I'm not necessarily a germaphobe, but I was like, I'm not sitting in that toilet. There's no way. I'm I'm just I'm I'm a nasty, nasty boy. So but I do agree sometimes, you know, if you give it if you can see there's no liquid on it and you gotta go, you gotta go. 
Right. So that was going to be my question then. So, okay, you go and you bare butt the, the, the seat, right? Do you wipe it down first? Absolutely. Uh, not if if there's nothing visible to the eye, there is there is no amount of wiping that is strictly psychological for your own benefit. There is no amount of wiping unless you are getting in there with some Clorox spray or some like your squirt. You get your pocket, of, you know, your hand sanitizer pocket edition and you it along, you know, maybe it makes your cheeks tingle a little bit. Uh, there's no cleaning that toilet seat. So, has anyone ever seen they came up with a system that had plastic that every time you sat down, the plastic would cover the seat, and then the next person would come in and it would move, and the next thing kind of like those like hand rollers that you I've have. heard that, yeah, yeah. Um, has yeah. anyone ever sat that was on one in of Asia? I, I've heard of them, I've never actually seen them, so I was wondering if anyone else had experience running into that which I think is interesting. Never All right, guys, I'm, I'm, I'm going to bang the gavel here. We're moving on to the next topic because I got something that, that has me a little bit irritated. And, uh, you know, this comes from Monday's local hour where Mike could not get a, a mailbox put in his, in his front yard or wherever it is. And the lack of handiness that was displayed, not only by Mike, but also, you know, the discussion that followed. I mean, it's a set of post hole diggers. <laughs> figure out where the where the wires are you got to call before you dig be responsible there but it's Sorry. it's florida soil for goodness sake i'm in georgia where we got this red clay it's not that big of a deal get a set of post hole diggers dig a hole you put the you put the post in the hole you don't even need to mix the cement while you before you put it in there you just take this the dry cement put it in there get some water poke a poke a stick down there to mix it all up and you're done level it out and you're done and it just Again, the the lack of of life skills is what I'll call it uh, from time to time by those guys. It was infuriating. Hey, look, I mean, so Mike has been kind of open about the fact that his his dad was our particular dude, uh, you know, being raised by that guy. I don't know that a whole lot of life skills got passed on to Mike. Uh, so I think he's learning, you know, like this is his first home. Uh, that that he's you know not had like a landlord or a property manager it sounds like at least so I think that's what he's dealing with he's kind of there's a learning curve there for sure yeah, and that's okay but then like he seems like he has no confidence but he's like I'm gonna do it anyway for the failure effect I don't know like it just seems <laughs> you know he seems he's setting himself up to make himself feel bad about the fact that he couldn't do it or that he couldn't do it to a manner that he thought he should have been able to do it I don't know I definitely think he was hitting some concrete that was already in the ground too. Yes. And I've got to, I got to kind of rescind a part of this. I'm going to, I'm going to extract Roy from that list because Roy is the one that has, he's the most handy. Seems like he's got the most common sense and the most mechanically minded uh, person in the groups. And I, and I yep. have no doubt that Roy could probably go over there and fix that whole situation. Listen, I just wish that these guys would pick up a phone, call me. I go over there. Take care of it. <laughs> Easy peasy lemon squeezy. Yeah, go ahead. All right. So I want to talk about Bob Ryan and the whole Twix controversy. Um, I was, as many people were, saw that tweet by Bob and was like, what? You know, did he mean Twitch and not Twix? What was going on right. with that? And for him to come out and be like, no, I just never heard of Twix before. That is Seems wild. just weird. When he was all in on Reese's, he was like, he was like Milky Way, Snickers. Like he knew candy he just was like had never heard of twix that just seems crazy to me 
I do like his take about the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup being a great candy. For me, it's not my number one. For me, my number one is thousand grand, hundred grand. I love the rice with the caramel and the chocolate. For me, it's perfect. It's the perfect candy. What about you guys? What are you guys putting in your Mount Rushmore candies? And I'll come back and circle back for mine. Well, John, if we're going Mount Rushmore candies, peanut M&Ms have to be very close to the top of that. They're definitely on there. You got to go. John, don't don't snarl at me. It's my Mount Rushmore. Uh, I think you got to go <laughs> Snickers and Kit Kat has to be in there as well. Kit I got a controversial pretty, pretty Tic Tac question for you. Mayor, do you remember growing up when Kit Kat used to be in aluminum foil? Yes, I do, actually. Yes. For me, it tasted so much better when it used to be in aluminum foil than when they switched to have it in just the plastic. I feel like they've lost taste by the way they changed their packaging. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty good take. Yeah, that's uh, it's kind of old school, though. It's kind of like, you know, you remember a Big Mac coming in a styrofoam container, too, though. Yeah. Oh, I know they did it for cost. <laughs> I'm sure they saved two cents a bar and it made them $6 million, but... I just feel like they, they ruined the integrity of the candy bar and the Kit Kat when they did that. When but it comes point. to the Reese's Cup, I, I have to ha- add a caveat. I love love a Reese's Cup in the freezer. I stick, anytime I get Reese's Cups, I put them in the freezer, get them real cold. Uh, I absolutely love it. Just it, it I don't know if it changes the, it doesn't really change the flavor, but it just kind of almost makes it into like an ice cream, like, Kind of, I don't know if it's tricking my brain or what exactly is going on there, but uh, I don't know that I really have, like, I've, I've never been a big candy bar guy. Like, that's not really, like, when I have something sweet, I like a cookie. I like things of that nature, but but candy bars besides, also, are Reese's Cups candy bars? They fall in the candy I would category. Think so. Yeah, they fall in the candy category, certainly. But they're not yeah. bars. Okay. All right. By I was the just way, curious. Bob- Bob Ryan may have said that he didn't know what Twix are, but you have to admit Twix are a little overrated, aren't they? Absolutely. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like they're properly rated. Like I, I don't know where that where who's rating them like number one on the scale well, that I they think, would be overrated. I think in the for the context, uh, he was talking about this this tweet that went out that had a a quadrant. Yeah, it had the quadrant of what Snickers, Milky Way, and one had Reese's, to go. And Twix. And so yeah. that that's a that's a no brainer. That Twix that Twix can can go go visit our brows. Um, but uh, so I'll, I'll chime in here with with my take. For sure, that hundred uh, was a hundred grand, or t- I think it's a hundred grand. Is grand. supremely underrated and so probably good. should be up yeah. there in the in the Mount Rushmore. My kids sometimes will will get it in the trick or treat bag, and they don't know what it is. And I tell them, hey, listen, do you want it? You know, you should try it. It's good. And they have an aversion to maybe new things. And so I'm like, all right, I asked you. I did, you know, I did my part. I'm not being selfish here. And boom, that goes right into my belly. Um, so 100 grand for sure. No, see, you, know, see, you cup, get to you sure. get to tell them, just tell them that it has rice in it. Make it sound unappealing because technically that's true. And they'll just be like, that sounds weird. I don't want that. And then you get to eat all of them. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I would prefer them eat it. And I like experience it because for me, you know, it, it's a good thing. I'd prefer them eat it and experience it. But, but there is a, the the other the devil and the um the devil and the 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 angel, you know, having that that. So, conversation. so now I've got now it's time for my. And I'm, it's almost an unintentional feature, but my public service announcement of the week uh, with Halloween coming up. This is this is what you got to do. One of my favorite stories with my daughter was uh, when she was I can't remember if she was three or four years old, and I, I said Madeline, I said listen. 
we'd get ready. She was all dressed up for Halloween. I said, listen, this is what we could do. We could either go door to door and give out, you know, get whatever these people want to give us. Or you and daddy can go to the grocery store and buy exactly what it is we want. <laughs> what do you want to do? And she said, oh, I want to do that. So we went and loaded up on all the things she wanted. Right. And she sat there in her Cinderella costume, handed out candy all night. And we we just ate like kings. So that's you don't have to schlep your kid around. You get the candy you want. You get to be lazy and you put your kid to work and they absolutely love it. So there's that's that's the way to do Halloween. It's pretty slick. Well, what I can tell you in this time of COVID, that's exactly what we're doing. We're going to go to the store, buy some candy, and just go to ourselves watching like Adam's Family or some other fake Halloween movie. Before we move on, did you guys know that there's a Cookies and Cream Twix now? Yes, yes. it's really good. It's, it's really good. As far as like special edition variants of, uh, of candy bars, the white chocolate Kit Kat, I absolutely love. Uh, have you guys tried that? Absolutely. Very delicious. Yeah. Yes, I love white chocolate versions of. Uh, I love the white chocolate Reese's cups too. Well, if you uh, remember from our Lauer uh, After Hours podcast with Chris Cody, I talk, tried getting into the M M&M and M discussion because M and Ms have been very creative. The white chocolate peanut is outstanding. The uh, the Ooh, almond is is outstanding. The hazelnut one is really good too. So there's a whole lot of good M and Ms. Uh, to be to be had. I'm trying to cut back on all that stuff, but you know, there's <laughs> with with Halloween coming up, it's going to be tough because you know, elected official, you have to have good Halloween candy. You can't be putting out you know dum dums and dried out candy corns and Mary Janes and all that. <laughs> uh, you you, you, you got to get the good stuff. Full snickers bars, right out. there. Yeah, yeah, you got to go full size, man. <laughs> so I'm going to jump back for one more second with one more specialty. I really love the Snickers peanut butter. Oh, yes. Snickers that comes yep, with the peanut yep. butter inside. Not that I don't like the nuts because I'm actually a crunchy peanut butter fan, but the Snickers with the peanut butter inside, I think for me is amazing because also, unlike the Reese's Cups, it's got the caramel or the other stuff in it as well. Yeah, so yeah. that's another one of those sort of specialty ones that I think is really fire. And, you know, people need to check out if they haven't already done that. I'm going to mention good. something that I think everybody listening to this should know. Watch McCollitz. Yeah, Watch McCollitz are delicious. And there's, uh, 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 I think it's called the Gold gold bar or gold nugget i was talking about this the other the other night with you guys i think but like it's it's caramelized cream it's like a yellowish bar or something it's it's in the shape of like a hershey's bar but it has like peanuts and pretzel bits in it as well that thing is absolutely delicious and you can barely find them anywhere have you guys ever tried that do you know what i'm talking about no i have tried it no oh man Another I, I one, love I love the sweet and salty combination. Another one that Mayor and you will might have had Charleston Chew. You don't get it much up in north, but I used to always have it when I went down south, especially for me, the chocolate Charleston Chew. In the freezer, you would like basically break your teeth on it, but it would like it was kind of like a combo of like a lollipop and an ice cream because it was frozen and it would just melt in your mouth. That was one, another yeah. one of my favorites. Hey, Should I got a little too sticky to the teeth from from my liking on those though yep yeah that's I'm why i thought it was good out of the you. freezer because you wouldn't get it as caught in your in your in your uh, teeth because it makes be, sense it, it would melt more and you would sort of swallow little chunks of biting it off than necessarily hey i got a trivia question for you guys uh do you know why the three musketeers is called the three musketeers not a clue I mean, I'm assuming you guys have three musketeers. Because, well, yeah, I mean, yes, that's what it is. Thank you. Uh, Alexander Dumas or whoever, whoever yeah. wrote that. Uh, I think it's It dumbass. used to be uh, three flavors. It used to be vanilla, strawberry, and chocolate. 
uh, but the vanilla and strawberry flavors weren't nearly as popular, so they discontinued those and they kept the name. So that's why the Three Musketeers is a chocolate flavored candy bar. Wow. There you go. That's uh, it's the learning corner with Crispy or something. I don't know. We'll make that a segment. <laughs> I'll try to come up with a bit of trivia uh, for whatever topic we're talking about next week. All right, fellas, anything else you want to talk about before we go? I was just going to mention the whole Cuban breakfast stuff. Oh, where okay. you guys yeah, yeah, are yeah. dipping your breads, either your breads in your coffees or certainly buttered breads and that kind of stuff in, in your coffee, your espresso, your cafe con leche, whatever, you know, your macchiatas, whatever you're working with. John, you see, I see your mouth watering. Go. Yeah. So the traditional Cuban breakfast or, or breakfast that you'll find here at like Cuban cafeterias is, is something called the mezclao, is uh, scrambled eggs with ham in it. And then that's usually served with a tostada, as they said in the show, is a buttered Cuban bread. I know Billy had French bread, which, which was was odd and, and kind of offensive. It's Cuban bread. And what makes Cuban bread so good? The lard. They use lard to make Cuban bread. So you go ahead and they slather a ton of butter on this thing and they put it on a press and they press it, you know, so you have a crispy outside, nice and chewy inside and buttered all the way through. And then you have a cafe con leche, right? Right. Um, you know, to, to accompany that. And that's what you do. You eat your McLeod with scrambled eggs with ham. Um, and as you're eating that, then you take your sip of your coffee. Sometimes you dip the, uh, the tostada in the coffee and you bite that and, and it's, delightful and and anybody who comes down here should have it and usually that thing will run you like three dollars that's it no more three three dollars three fifty and you're good for the rest of the you know till, till lunch easy so i've never done it uh with cuban bread or french bread but i have done it with homemade biscuits uh before my grandmother that is something listening to them today uh, triggered this memory that I completely forgot that she did that. She would make biscuits. We'd have blackberry. You, you guys ever had blackberries and biscuits for breakfast? Oh, oh yeah. yes, man. Yes. So good. So good. So my grandma used to pick blackberries and stew them uh, for breakfast and then make homemade biscuits. And she would butter up uh, biscuits and dip it in, dip it in her coffee. Um, so, and I've actually known people to actually uh, drink a black cup of coffee, just take a black cup of coffee and put a chunk of butter in it. Uh, instead of using cream, instead of using uh, milk or heavy cream, that's how they they flavor their coffee, mm. uh, and it's it's pretty good. Yeah, the Italian way, and Aunt, you probably that is uh, my my grandparents. I'm not a coffee drinker, but they used to dip a biscotti in there. You yep, have you have some kind of hard sweet something to to, to stick yeah. in there, and I know it's still not it's exclusively Italian, but that was just more of just something to do than. Uh, but the Cuban bread that that sounds kind of interesting. Uh, I did have one other thing before we get out of here, Will. Yeah. I want every, uh, uh, this can be another exercise at home because I want you to point, point your, point your finger like you're pointing at somebody. Okay. okay. I don't see you doing it. We're on the zoom. There you go. All right. I see. Now, Cam Newton says he doesn't point fingers. He points thumbs. Which way is your thumb pointing when you're pointing at somebody with your index finger? <laughs> the I'm pointing in the same direction as your index finger. <laughs> I thought about so, this, Mayor. I so, thought about so this. So if he's pointing thumbs, he's still going in the wrong direction. He's he's talking about doing this motion, not pointing his fingers. I think he I think in his head he was doing this. But yes, I know I like I I stopped the moment I heard that on the useless audio thing. I was like, wait a sec, that doesn't what what is he talking about? And then I was like, oh, he's he's thinking of doing this. Well, yeah, he's saying the expression that. Who has is two if thumbs, you point, if you're guy. pointing at somebody else, you got three fingers pointing back at yourself. And yes, so, it is. That's that's where I got that. I kind of yeah. knew what he was doing, but <laughs> still make the point. 
<laughs> I think Cam's trying to he's trying to do the uh he's doing the good quarterback thing. He's trying to take well, all the blame and all I know is he got my me eliminated from my uh from my eliminator pool this week. So I'm not oh, real happy shit. with him. Okay. All right. All right. Well, we'll, uh, we'll get him on the horn next week and, and let him know, uh, that you're not happy about that. I, I just remembered I had a pro tip before we leave a pro tip, uh, going, calling back to the, to the whole toilet talk. So this is a pro tip for everybody. If you're like me and you hate splashback as much as I do, what you're wa- going to want to do is go ahead and put some tissue paper in the toilet bowl beforehand. Now, what this does is it breaks the surface tension. And so what you don't get is this kind of like plop and then the 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 splashback because nothing, I mean, nothing gives me the 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 heebie-jeebies like splashback. So go ahead. And if if you're using the sanitary uh napkin thing, go ahead and just that part, don't discard it in 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 the trash bin. Go ahead and put it in the water and then break that surface tension. And and see if your toilet experience isn't much better. That's <laughs> great John, advice. I love John. it. I love <laughs> great it. Great advice. I don't have for. to worry about that. I use a uh, I use a bidet, so uh, a little splashback is just gonna you know be splashed right back off of there. Oh no, I got I got a bidet at home, and and let me tell you, every time I use the the infrequent times that I use a toilet outside of the home, I feel like a I feel like a Neanderthal, and and I hate it, but. The, there are those times. So, so go ahead and, and you don't want that, that dirty water splash back. What you want is bidet water, but not all of us are fortunate to have that, like say at work or, or stuff. So break the surface tension and, and believe me, you're, you're better off. Your bum's better off. Everybody's better off. Yep. All right. Uh, good, good advice to, to end the show with. And uh, if you're out in public and you don't have access to a bidet, just find a water fountain. All right. My name is uh, Crispy slash Christy slash Will. Thank you for joining us for episode three of Midweek Menches. You can find me on Twitter at at Waffle House, W-A-P-P-L-E-H-O-U-S-E. Uh, and where can we find you on Twitter? You can find me on Twitter at Stiano, S-T-A-I-A-N-O. John? Excellent. At imbecile POTUS, but don't do it. I care about you. <laughs> Mayor Matt, where can we find you? Hey, you can find me at Santini Matt, A-S-A-N-T-I-N-I-M-A-T-T. Excellent. Awesome. All right, guys. Thanks for uh, thanks for having this roundtable. Uh, it's good topics we covered. And uh, yeah, looking forward to some more uh, good shows the rest of the week. You can find... Uh, Lower After Hours on Twitter at Lower After Hours. Uh, and I think it's the same on Instagram. Is that correct? It is. All right. I'm not on Instagram as much as I am on Twitter. All right. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Peace. Night. Bye bye. Nobody builds 5G. Like Verizon builds 5G. Because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Metrics second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement.